tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. Mark, yes. Right off the bat, I have to tell you, today is going to be a wonderful day. Is it now? I'm telling this to myself, okay? <laughs> so, get on with the program here and let's be together and make it a great day. Mm. All right. Um, now I'm afraid to ask. I really, yeah. really am. <laughs> after the uh, Just, after the refrigerator stories and the kitchen floor stories and the, the other from that we had yeah. yesterday, I'm actually afraid to ask you what's going on. So, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I've decided to opt a uh, fantasy world day, you know, and, uh, yeah, just, okay, fine. Just, well, <laughs> I'm like, anyway, I, I have no idea what's in store. I just know that mm. somehow, some way we're going to put a positive spin on everything that happened. All right, then <laughs> including the big hole in my kitchen where there is no floor anymore. <laughs> See, <laughs> Somehow I knew. <laughs> well, I told LaDonna, okay, I put a tarp over this, but don't walk on it. <laughs> oh, that's going to work out well. <laughs> yeah, it's the floor, not the roof. Did you see the movie uh, The Money Pit with Tom Hanks and Shelley Long? I know it's one of your favorites, but actually, I've never watched it all the way through. Really? It irritated me. There's yeah, a- I, I'll watch it in snippets, and it irritates me. It's just, I've lived that nightmare too many times, Mark. There's a scene where Tom Hanks is waiting for Shelley Long, <laughs> He said he's like in the den or something <laughs> and he's standing on this spot on this beautiful oriental rug and what he doesn't know is that the floor's got a hole in it right under him and he sinks into the hole and is trapped. <laughs> so I'm thinking about that tarp over the hole in the ch- in the kitchen. LaDonna steps in and is there for hours. <laughs> Just- <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's too close, man. Now you got to break into meddling. Yeah. liferadio.fm the mark and mag show and mark over the years you and i have done stories about everything there is to do and i never thought this would be one of them okay mm, yeah i saw this pop up the other day in the news and i thought there just is something not right okay <laughs> an alligator floats along the lazy river at, a, at an illinois water park yeah yeah, an Illinois water park marked the end of the summer season by letting one last visitor float along the lazy river, an alligator. The Scoville Zoo brought G, a 39-year-old alligator, to Splash Cove in Decatur to officially become the last visitor to the park to float on the lazy river. Splash Cove officials said the last human visitors were at the park several weeks ago, allowing enough chlorine to naturally burn off the water for it to become safe for the reptile to take a swim. A video posted to Facebook by the Scoville Zoo shows G floating in the lazy river and crawling along the bottom of the water. Uh, The post says he loved freshening up on his swimming skills, floating in the river current, and uh, let us know that he enjoyed his trip to the lazy river by refusing to leave. (laughs) G finally finally decided to come out and then basked in the sun on the concrete deck for a few minutes before safely venturing back to his home at Scoville Zoo. The zoo said officials hope to make the lazy river visit an annual event for G. (laughs) Okay. Hmm. See... I thought when I read this that it was something that happened this summer that they kept under wraps and that yeah. there were people out there and all year long they kept playing the Jaws theme and all of a sudden there'd be this alligator, you know, going around the lazy river, oh, snipping yeah. at people's ankles. That's what I thought. That's what you want at your water park. <laughs> That'll drive attendance yeah. up or, or something. <laughs> Life Radio. Mark and Mac Joe. I don't know. <laughs> dot 8K. Dot. Yeah. It was all going through my head at the same time, man. How do you float? I've only been doing this my entire adult life, and I just went blank, man. I'm not kidding. What? I looked over at my coffee cup, and it says M&M, and I'm like, I'd like to have some of those, you know? <laughs> wow, man. Really, at some point in time, you just look at your coffee mug for your name, and it's like, Dr. Johnny Beaver. That's yeah. Right. 
You know, I've worked with a guy named uh, Red Mountain. Yes. Thought that was kind of cool. Yes. Um, I remember one morning when, uh, I don't know, one of the old guys was doing the AM talk show, mm -hmm. and he's walking down the hallway, and the guy that, well, he was, I inherited a radio station that was filled with alcoholics. Oh, and yeah. Drug, yeah. You know, they were, it was, yeah. the, it was a country radio station, and uh, there were some people on there that had a little la problem with self-control when it came to alcohol and other things. And, right. Um, but but the thing is, you know, radio consultants love to get people to take on names that, you know, ring as something, you know, like, I don't know, um, like there will, uh, what do you call it? Like lane closure, you know, for your <laughs> traffic guy kind of thing. You know? I got you, yes. And, uh -huh. <laughs> and you don't think about it if they just, hey, Lane, how you doing this morning? I'm good. Yeah. What's, you know, you see it closure. You're like, hey, wait a minute. That can't be his real name. <laughs> right. They actually had a guy named Red Mountain. Okay. Right. Yes. And. It's like um, one of the guys at the other radio station um, said, uh, hey, Dave, now that you're taking over, you're going to fire Red Mountain and hire Cahaba River? <laughs> I was like, not kidding. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, is he is he any good? <laughs> I mean, you know, I didn't know. Here's a little clue, kids. <laughs> the name they use on the radio, it's not their real name. <laughs> I know. It's so funny because now everybody, a lot of people do use their real names now, you know, which is yeah. something that. Um, back in the day, after Play Misty for me, yeah. um, thank you, thank you, Clint Eastwood. Yes, a lot of us, you know, it was kind of one of those things where you didn't put your real name on the air because people before the internet, okay, before mm. the internet, you used this thing to uh, for addresses and phone numbers. It was called a phone book, yeah. and it was really a thick book. And books are pay, pay, pieces of paper <laughs> that are all glued together, okay, and uh, they have writing on them. Anyway, but and, you remember the phone and, book and, and, and paper and, is, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, wow. <laughs> Let's talk about papyrus for just a minute because, uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so back in the day, uh, <laughs> put it this way. The phone book was such a thing like in Steve Martin's first movie, the jerk, yes. he, uh, you know, the new phone book comes out, he finds his name. I'm somebody, somebody you know, yes. Navin R. Johnson. <laughs> oh, and, uh, gosh. <laughs> anyway, but <laughs> so, you would if you had your real name on the radio people would look you up in the mm -hmm. phone book and, and that phone book would tell them your phone number and where you live yep and it was all right there and uh so you know they would give you a name oftentimes and mm -hmm. anyway it was just the way it was things change now because you you go on like facebook and a lot of radio people that will have their real name and their radio name or whatever mm -hmm. you know yeah and it's just one of those weird little things that has happened over the world because now you can find everybody, you know, the internet yeah. allows you to do so many things. And I think we take it for granted, Mark. Yeah. There are things that you and I do every day on this show in the parts of doing the program that 20 years ago we would have been, wow, wouldn't that be neat? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah. That kind yeah. of thing. you're right. Which makes you think about, think about a 20 year old in 1900 in the year 1900, a 20 year old. And, you know, they've grown up with horse and buggy and all that. They've heard, you know, they've got electricity for, you know, lights in their houses and most of them um, still using kerosene and stuff in the outside of the cities. But in the city limits, you had, you know, light switches and things like that. Right. But if you're 20 years old in 1900, you were born in 1880. Well, in your lifetime, if you live to be a normal you know, 70 year old or whatever, the things you would see in your lifetime, wow, you, know, yeah. you would grow up with yeah. without radio, without you would see the invention of radio. You would see. Mm the invention of music on, on records and things like that. You would think you would see, um, I mean, cars, aircraft, all world, two world wars, you know, you yeah. would see all these things in your lifetime. Yep. And that just, that's remarkable to me. You know, yeah. that the, the transition of somebody who was 20 years old in 1900, I wonder what the 20 year old, you know, in 2000, the person born in 1980, mm. what their life will be, you know, yeah. because, it, it has changed it, dramatically it, in the last 20 years. And much faster. It's Everything oh, yeah. is changing much faster as technology builds on technology, discovery builds on discovery. Everything is changing much, much faster. Yeah. LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac Show. And, you know, Mark, you and I had fun years ago when we found out about Mike the Headless Chicken. Oh, remember that? Yes, I do remember Mike the Headless Chicken. I think you even found like a, a jingle or something, you know, yeah, for him. Yeah. In fact, it I've was, actually got it somewhere. 
So and we actually started calling Nathan Park Nate the Headless Manager, right? You know? Yeah, <laughs> because of Mike the Headless Chicken. Yep. Well, anyway, it's just one of those little <laughs> things that sticks out whenever I see a story that has chicken in the story. But I never thought, and I mean this, Mark, I actually never thought we would have a story about eating chicken feet. No. I didn't think you could. Yeah, you know, I, I I have known that chicken feet were a thing. I've seen pickled chicken feet uh, before, and you have to remember that my family is from rural South Alabama, both yeah. sides of my family. And so I used to watch my dad. My dad would watch football and eat the most bizarre stuff, you know, pig's knuckles, things like that, you know. Yeah. And and it's just like I, I was the yeah. Can I go somewhere else? I mean, because this is, this is really nasty. Anyway, a South African woman has earned a Guinness World Record by... What is that? Hey, there we go. It's a, it's a major award. <laughs> Shucks, I wouldn't have known that. It looks like a lamb. You push the button, nothing happens. And then it says, oh, oh, yeah. Um, she's earned the Guinness World Record by eating 4.26 ounces of chicken feet in 60 seconds. Um, this woman whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce (laughs) competing against her colleagues from the, uh, from uh, a restaurant in, uh, Umlazi Durban in South Africa downed about three and a half chicken feet in, in the one minute time period to win the competition and set the record. Uh, Guinness world world record said she beat the other participants by some margin. She was the most assuming and quiet of unassuming that is and quiet of all the participants. So it was really touching to see her achieve the title. Um, the record attempt was filmed for, uh, uh, an, an ETV show called Stumbo record breakers to show that celebrates the unusual accomplishments and uh, accomplishments and talents of South Africans. Wow. <laughs> I'm with you there, <laughs> you know. Three and a half um, chicken feet in a minute. Okay, but I, all right. I've seen, you know, like jars at uh, convenience stores, you yes. know, that are owned by, you know, mm-hmm. Uncle Herman and stuff like that. Right. And they have, you know, pickled stuff on the counter. Right. You know, pickled e- deviled eggs or pickled eggs and yes. stuff like that. Right. And I think I've seen like a chicken claw or whatever in uh, there. Yeah. But I, I thought it was like a joke, you know, like the, when they have like the, uh, you know, the shrunken head or something, you know, floating in goo. That's right. I didn't know that was actually something people really ate. And oh, man. when you eat them, do you eat or like, are you eating the meat off the bone or are you eating the bone? Are you eating the meat off the feet or the feet? You know, I, I guess think, you're eating the whole thing. I right? think you're just eating the meat. I think the bones. I really do. I, I don't, yeah. I don't know if you're eating the bones or anything. I, I really don't. But I tell yeah, you, there. If you can look, I mean, you can look. I just just punched in my search engine yeah. here, chicken feet, and one of the options is chicken feet recipe. Okay, let's see. There's there's <laughs> one. There's two. Oh, there's a list of ten. The ten best chicken feet recipes. Um, uh, hot and spicy chicken feet. Um, seven best recipes. Uh, chicken feet dim sum style. <laughs> oh my word! Okay. Uh, oh my goodness! There's so many different listings for for recipes for chicken feet. <laughs> what, wow. what gets me gets me is there's actually one the ten best chicken feet recipes, and I'm yep. not kidding. There's chicken feet, chicken feet soup, chick, uh, ba- braised chicken feet, chicken feet tanola. Uh, Oh gosh, chicken feet salad. There you go if you want to eat healthy. Um <laughs> crispy fried chicken feet, Korean chicken feet, ampalaya with chicken feet. <laughs> chicken feet bone broth, dim sum chicken feet, Cantonese chicken, <laughs> chicken feet soup. Oh, there's there wow. there's I I don't want breakfast anymore. I like, usually when we talk about food items, I get hungry. Not now. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know just very quickly during the music mark and i were talking about the pig feet i mean the the yeah. chicken feet claw story a minute ago right about eating yeah. those things and it's like we have had this conversation before i yeah, on and off there i don't know yeah i mean because we actually back in the day had a uh, a thing about monkey meat you know and right. can you you know do they sell monkey meat in the store and they do yeah. canned monkey meat just mm-hmm. like tuna yeah but it's not to make fun of what people eat, because right, I yeah. admit to eating, I eat potted meat, which means I eat chicken feet. You know, if Probably you eat potted so, meat, yeah. 
you've eaten everything there is from, uh, yeah, you know, you've yeah. eaten pig knuckles and chicken feet and owl's nose or whatever. Uh-huh. I mean, it's all in there in potted meat. Potted yeah. meat is just less. Hey, here's all the leftover stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. From everything in the, everything we've done in the butcher shop. Here's the leftover, right? Run it all through the grinder, beat it with a hammer and add some food coloring to it. And we're putting it in these little cans that are funny and uh, they'll be just great with saltines and mustard. Right. There you go. Yeah. Now go fishing. (laughs) Vienna sausages the same way. They just take that stuff and make little sausages out of it and put them in cans. It's the same kind of stuff, you know? (laughs) No, Mark, I think, I think you're wrong there, but this is just me because, you know, Vienna sausages are more of a meal and, and, Uh you know, yeah. You keep telling yourself that you'll feel better. <laughs> Look, man, I got a cabinet full of potted meat and, you know, Vienna sausages. So uh, I can't. Wow. What's your That's cholesterol what you number? <laughs> Dude, my, I mean, Look, you know what? When I go to the doctor, they take a new picture of me for a poster. This is the picture of health for a modern man right there. Yeah. And how? Well, by doing everything they told you not to. Matter of fact, I'm on my sixth day without eating a piece of fruit. You know, that kind of thing. Right. I'm on oh. my 12th day of not going outside. I haven't seen the sunlight, and I haven't taken a vitamin. Well, now I think we know how Keith Richards has lived this long. Exactly. Yes. You know? He eats a lot of potted meat. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac extravaganza pulling out of the station. I said that yesterday, and it's mm-hmm. kind of been in my head ever since, Mark. Just <laughs> throwing it out there. The extravaganza pulling out of the station. Yeah. yeah so, so we've got we've got the term describing a, a an entertainment ex, uh, event, and mm-hmm. which you know people don't think about extravaganzas anymore. That's an old term. And then the train. Hello. Train. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, so you know, it's, it's, funny it's a double is- whammy. <laughs> You realize, you know, when you use term like extravaganza, okay, yeah. that all of a sudden you're using pawpaw words now, you know? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I like your moxie. That's right. a pawpaw word, you know? Pulling it's, out of the station. You, mm. Yep. When do you know you've become crazy get off my lawn guy? That's what I want to know. know. When do you yeah. know? <laughs> I'm at that age. <laughs> I'd like to know. I, I think this Halloween we will find out because I think I'm the guy in the neighborhood that the kids are afraid of. You know, I can hear him on the way down the, on the, at the school bus stop. Hey, I saw him yesterday. He walked out to get his mail. Oh, my gosh. You know, I'm like, I'm that guy. I think I'm like the old man at home alone with the shovel. That's funny. That's funny. Well, I back to trains. I uh-huh. Jane and I have been uh, have been looking at making some vacation plans for yeah. you know like like we did this year in january yeah we're looking at going someplace again in january just to get away you know get out get through the holidays and then oh, let's go someplace and just relax for a little while and then so i've been looking at prices of such stuff and i have been thinking about doing a train trip for a while because right you know i, I want to think about leaving my flash drive at home the whole time but <laughs> the, the uh i was amazed by how much train travel costs yeah now if you just want to go let's say to new orleans you want to hop a train and spend and go spend a day in new orleans and then come back the next day whatever that's not that expensive you can do that for under 100 bucks round trip i think but if you want to go on a scenic route let's say from chicago to to san francisco if it's you and your and your precious loved one Get ready to fork over around four to five thousand dollars. I was right, a, yeah, because you're not going to want right. to do it. In How coach. much? Wait a minute. Okay, it's 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 in the neighborhood of forty five hundred bucks. It's, it's yikes! I thought I heard you wrong. I yeah. actually was. I thought you said it wrong. You know? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, if if you're going to do a round trip, you're looking at about 4500 bucks it's crazy and this is to make sure that you actually spend a lot more time traveling than you needed to right it's a two-day trip when it could be like a six-hour trip on a plane right or or less mm-hmm. it's a two-day yeah. trip uh almost three days but you're traveling the whole time and a lot of the country that you're going to pass by you're going to you're going to pass by it in the dark at night <laughs> wow <laughs> i thought we we're wow. going to see mountains yeah that was last night but yeah so. we did see them <laughs> yeah yeah wow. if, if you were up and had a big flashlight you would have seen them but uh yeah. it's it's a i've seen lots of videos because i i got interested 
what's this like? And it, and you can travel cheaper than that, but you're going to be sitting in coach in a seat, mm-hmm. you know, on a right. train with no privacy, with nothing, you know, yeah, you're just going to be sitting in and you're going to be sleeping in that seat for those, for those two nights too. So wow. no, <laughs> just, just no, I was amazed wow. by how much it was. And, and I, I did some searching and thought, well, maybe I can cut this back by flying a certain portion of it. You know, let's just say I yeah. go one way and fly back. All right. Right. Well, I could fly the both of us back for in the five to $600 ballpark. I mean, I, and it hit me, wait a minute. Why don't I just fly out, why don't I just fly out there and just watch the scenery go by as we fly over it? Because it'd be probably daylight and I'll see it all. Right. And then I can spend that next two days. I don't know, exploring San Francisco or something like that. And then I, I just decided to stay home. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac show. And, you know, the headline here, Rookie Cop. Yes. I'm wondering how many times a television show has been pitched to a producer or a network out in Hollywood <laughs> that begins with Rookie Cop. You know, oh, yeah. you have you have the Rookie Cop. He's all gung-ho right out of the academy. Mm-hmm. And they partner him with the grizzled veteran who... He should have been captain, but he's he just does things his own way. He's a little he does it by his own right. rules. He's a little rumpled around the edges, yeah. and he's kind of mean. And he snarl, he's surly, and he's only got a couple of years to retirement. But we don't know exactly how many years to retirement right. because it depends on how long the series runs. But you mm-hmm. know, he's got this rookie go go. That's how I picture everyone starting. So here we go, <laughs> rookie cop. Yep, in the UK, a police unit has allowed. Um, a rookie cop to take a giant snail to work to calm his nerves. This eight inch pet named Sid by colleagues was kept in a cardboard box with holes to allow air to get in. Sources said some officers at the station privately objected, but it is thought that no official complaint was made because cops had been briefed on an unofficial wellness policy designed Uh to help new recruits get through training. Wow. He should have just brought his teddy bear. The rookie yeah. has now left the force and Sid has passed away. Insiders ah. also said a female cadet was allowed to cover her head with a blanket at her desk to relieve anxiety. A source revealed, quote, many officers are appalled by what has become accepted. In my opinion, the caliber of new recruits is not what it once was. And these coping strategies are being allowed to compensate for that. Policing is a tough job. This kind of mollycoddling doesn't help to make good officers. Last year, the same force advertised for an assistant director of fairness and belonging. And and an assistant director of talent and organizational effectiveness. Both jobs and salaries of around 84 grand, double the amount typically earned by rank and file officers. Assistant director of fairness and belonging. Wow. You know, that is just wrong. You're exactly right. That's just wrong. Life Radio FM. It's the Mark and Mac show. And you know, Mark, before we move on, yes. you and I gotta go back a minute. Yes, we do. All right. <laughs> All during the music, we've been talking about the last story we did. Okay, mm-hmm. now granted, this is in the UK, all right, uh, where a rookie cop was allowed to um, let, keep his pet snail at work, you know, right. to help him with stress. Mm-hmm. And the whole story was about how they just, you know, I don't even think police are allowed to carry a gun, you know, in England. And uh, I don't, they, you know, they've outlawed everything. But. I'm looking at this where the thing Mark and I both really got stuck on, besides the fact you're mollycoddling people, and right. we got to grow yeah. up. Yeah. When did it become a bad thing to just grow up? Stop yeah. being like this. You know what? You know when it's time to put the teddy bear away? <laughs> About the time you stop looking under the pillow for what the tooth fairy left, okay? Yeah. yeah. That's the time where the, the little bears and the, the blankies, the, those things yeah. are yeah. to be left at home. Usually it used to be kindergarten. You know, you don't take your teddy bear to school in kindergarten. Now he's there for you when you get home 
And when you have chicken pox, you can use that teddy bear to rub it so you don't scratch the heads off, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> but, you know, it's like you yeah. do grow up. And now we have an entire group of young adults yep. that are going at, you know, out of their way to make the world a better, a softer, easier place for them mm. to not grow up. Yep. I, and, I mean, that's, Mark, again, you get paid to do a job. You show up. You're uh, you're a cop for crying out loud. Yeah. But you have to bring your snail to work? No. Right. no. Or you have to cover your head with a blanket sometimes to right. to cope with a bad day. Hello. Right. Yeah. And it's, and it's somewhere around the, somewhere in your organization, there is an assistant director of fairness and belonging, which means that there is right. a director of fairness and belonging because now there's right. an assistant too. If you find yeah. those, if you find either one of those titles in the lineup for your uh, business, you better find mm. another job because well, there are going to be yeah. people there who do not belong and nothing right. will actually be fair to compensate for right. that not belonging person. Uh, and that's what I was trying to, you know what, Mark, I was trying to think about this. What kind of a job is that? Yeah. I mean, look beyond, think about it beyond the fact that you have a job titled that, but would you want the job where it was your responsibility to make sure that everything for everybody was fair mm. and that everybody felt like they belonged? Wow. My goodness. In biological families, if you have a middle child, they're going to end up on the couch at an office saying, Marsha, 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 mm. you know, mm -hmm. it, no, people don't belong. You have to fit in yourself or decide not to. Right. It's what you're good with. Yeah. You, you know, you don't have belonging is not a, it's not a God given right to wow. belong. You know, feeling like you belong. Yeah. No, that's, mm. that is, you know what, if you're not going along with the crowd, you're probably better off. If you don't feel like you belong to the, you're probably better off mm. because the group of people that you don't feel like you belong to, you don't want to be a part of that. Mm. You don't want it to be with those lemmings. They're idiots. And they end up needing to take a teddy bear to work when they're 25. Wow. On the bright side, I think we found a career path for the student council presidents. Mark and Mac Mornings, only on liferadio.fm. Liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, uh, you know, Mark, when a story begins, convicted felon arrested again, you know. <laughs> that word again. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is, this a, is this qualifying as a stupid criminal? Uh, yeah, I guess it does. So we may as well. Go! A man has been arrested for grand larceny after his vehicle ran out of gas in front of the Sullivan County Sheriff's Office in the state of New York. On Monday, September 19th, about 11.45 a.m., Sheriff Sergeant Blake Starner was leaving headquarters when he spotted a, a disabled pickup truck. The driver said he was waiting for a friend to bring a can of gas. A computer check revealed that the driver, identified as Harold Tyler, he's 52, had a revoked driver's license, and the pickup truck was unregistered with switched plates. <laughs> Wow. Uh oh, while the yeah. sergeant was taking the suspect into custody, a state department of transportation worker stopped and advised that the pickup truck and driver were wanted for stealing approximately $2,000 worth of metal from a nearby DOT yard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tyler was charged with felony grand larceny and was arraigned before Thompson town justice, Richard Baum due to five prior felony convictions. Tyler was remanded to the Sullivan County jail without bail. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Can you not hear that phone call? Dude, you pl please hurry. You'll, you're not going to believe yeah. where I ran out of gas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, it, there's so much wrong, but this, this is your state. If you're, if you're 52 years old and this is your best day, yes. okay, you belong in jail. Yes. You have earned the title of stupid criminal. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you know mark you have uh, shared a couple of photos with me on about cooper yeah you know you're the late latest addition to the uh congleton family right and they're they're wonderful and cute and i keep sharing them with hannah and i realize i probably better stop because <laughs> she's going to be coming to point, you asking for money to buy this dog yeah <laughs> no yeah yeah pretty much but it just 
<laughs> it's just funny because, you know, you've got a puppy and he's just, you know, mm-hmm. going through puppy eye at time. Yeah. It's just funny yeah. how we accommodate. Because yesterday, LaDonna was like, you know, Dave, I'm getting a little tired of all these animals. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? You are the reason we have them, right? You know this. <laughs> because, you know... <laughs> There's only two I really care about in this brood, and and one is Hank, who is a gift that we will, you know, we we cherish the gift that Hank is. He's right. wonderful. Yeah. He English bulldog. He stays no matter what happens. He stays. All the rest are, you know, they are either rescues or come from a rescue. I mean, mm-hmm. they, to dump them is just wrong. So right. We now we're, we're we're waiting to see who lives the longest. That's pretty <laughs> much it. That's how they're going to go away because you know. Oh man. <laughs> well. I mean, Mark, if you have rescue pets, think about it. If you have rescue pets, you know, in your house, the idea of getting rid of them is it's tough for the very reason that you take in rescues. You know, it's because you have a heart that leans that way that you just, you know, it drives me crazy when somebody thinks it would be better. I can't care for this dog or cat anymore. It would be better for me to, for the dog to drop them off on the side of the road um, than it is to take them to the, what we used to call the dog pound, you right, know? Yeah. And it's not, you're not doing the dog any favors. No. Think about it. This is a dog that you've snuggled with, that you've petted in your recliner, that you, you know, and now you're going to dump them on the side of the road. Uh, yeah. I, I wish there was a way I, to identify anybody who's done that so they can never grab another dog. I just, right. you know, I wish there was just a way. Well, you're not doing them any favors. No. You know, it's better to, yeah. Get them, you know what? In this day and age, Mark, one thing, and again, I'm making a, I was making a joke earlier about LaDonna saying I'm, you know, really right, tired yeah, of all these. Yeah. Because it does get to you at certain points in time. You know, it's like, believe me, they mess and they do their thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but today, where you can go online on social media and say, hey, I'm looking for a loving home for this pet, you can put pictures and everything else and just say, they, uh, our house has become overrun right, because yeah. Ellie Mae won't stop. The thing is, <laughs> I know, I know, Mark. That, yeah, yeah, we can get rid of them, but there now there's room for more. You know, it's oh no no so, no no. Oh. But that's what I'm saying. You guys, in this day and age, if you have a pet that has become a little bit bothersome, put it online. Go to social media stuff and say mm-hmm. I need help, and yeah. somebody's going to step in. You know, they. Yeah. I, I promise you, they will. They're, because you never know the needs of everyone yeah, around you. Exactly. Um, I would, like, well, you know, we just went through losing yeah. losing Kimber not long ago, and I started looking around th- on, you know, on Facebook Marketplace and other places trying to find somebody looking for a home for a, you know, for a, a dog. And I couldn't find, I mean, the, the only ones that I could find were really, really old, elderly. And we just went through that. We were right. the very old dog who, uh, you know, actually twice. In the last 10 years, <laughs> having, yeah. uh, you know, the Reverend Flash get he's 17 years old and decrepit mm-hmm. and, and, and <laughs> arthritic and blind and, you know, the, and the whole nine yards and just, and having to watch him suffer through all that. And then Kimber, I, no, we're not doing that again. And then right. Mike, our buddy, Mike, his dog, uh, his outdoor dog, um, mm-hmm. died, passed away. And he, he mentioned to me more than once, he said, you know, it's funny. Nobody's come up to me or, or called me and said, Hey, I got, you know, I got, uh, I've got one or I've got a lead on one that's needing the home. And he, and mm-hmm. he finally, he finally went someplace. Uh, it, I don't remember where anyway, it was a, it was a shelter. He found a place that had a, a pup that fit the, what he wanted. And he, and, and that's what he did. But, Good. but and so now he has a new outdoor dog. I think his dog's name is Lance. Anyway, but I, I mean, at some point that, that little dog that now has ginormous feet will be a ginormous dog <laughs> out in the yard, scaring people away, you know, from his stuff. Uh, but it, but the point was that he had trouble finding somebody or finding anybody with a dog that needed a home. Mm-hmm. So what's going right. on? Why is this, yeah. you know, come on, people. go ahead. If you have. In, before you dump one, just yeah. put it up there. That's yeah. all you got to do. Yeah. And and again, and then, hey, if nobody steps in and says, I'll take it, take the dog. I mean, I know um, we often recommend go to a shelter first if you're looking exactly, for a pet. yes. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, the dogs or cat or whatever, it's better off going to the shelter than it is dumping them on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, re- and rescue dogs, out. by the way, are often the best. Oh, Yeah. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. 
you know, Mark, this is the time of year where we have uh, festivals. You know, the fall festival, homecoming. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we, but a lot of times it, there's there's something to do with a pumpkin. You know, right between the carved pumpkins for Halloween to pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving. I mean, this is like for the next eight weeks, it's pumpkin time. Yeah, it is. And when you see a headline that says family breaks record for heaviest pumpkin ever grown. Mm-hmm. How, That's one I'm, of the things. My first thought yeah. was how big is it? Cause I don't know. I have no clue it, how big they can get. Well, they can get pretty big. A Pennsylvania man has broken the record for the heaviest pumpkin ever grown in the state. The massive pumpkin was grown by Eric Sundstrom and his family in Harrison city, Pennsylvania. This pumpkin weighs in at 2,405 ah! pounds. That's a lot of pies and took home wow. the title of King Pumpkin at the par- at the Barnesville Pumpkin Festival in Ohio on Wednesday. Oh, so he went to another wow. state to win the title. Sundstrom says wow. his family spent 30 hours a week over the past month taking care of it ahead of the festival. The pumpkin beat the previous record holder by just 46 pounds. Holy moly. That is not what I was thinking. That's a lot of pumpkin. Yeah, but, you know, 30 hours a week. Mm-hmm. I was wondering because... You know, anytime you have a, a, a pumpkin, watermelon, things like that that grow on the ground, you've got to rotate them around because they will just rot, you know, on the side that's on the ground. Hmm. And I was thinking how, you know, when they get to be that big, how do you even begin to get? I'm I'd, thinking I'd have to call Charlie Brown and find out. <laughs> Linus. Linus. <laughs> that is the great pumpkin. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and hey daily podcast i meant to mention this a little while ago if you you know every day mark puts together podcast and it goes up by about 10 o'clock central time about and depends on you know what you use but you can get it during the day okay it's up every day now earlier today we had a story about an alligator at a water park Mm -hmm. and he's doing the old lazy river thing and it was true story okay Yeah, yeah now Seal, mm-hmm. not the artist, but the animal. Seal <laughs> leaves Massachusetts Pond mm-hmm. after about a week. Yep. I, I, yeah, I don't picture seals being in ponds, but I guess, you know, a seal that became a local celebrity when it took up residence in a Massachusetts pond about a week, uh, for about a week, was taken to an aquarium after wandering out of the water and going exploring. The seal, <laughs> they, they I just they, don't picture them doing that. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, the uh, the seal, which they named Schubert by uh, called Schubert by locals in honor of its temporary home in the Shoe Pond in Beverly, resided in the pond for about a week after finding its way to the body of water through a drainage pipe. The Beverly hmm. Police Department said in a Facebook post that Schubert wandered out of the pond early Friday morning and was spotted at the side door of the police station. <laughs> just looking for donuts police animal uh, control officers firefighters and personnel from the national oceanic and atmospheric association's wildlife division responded to the scene and wrangled schubert into into a wildlife carrier for transport to the mystic aquarium schubert will be examined by a vet before being released back into the ocean and the police wrote wow. uh, thank you schubert for, ha- for having faith in the bpd you'll be deeply missed by your friends here over the past week you brought a lot of joy and happiness to our city feel free to come back and visit anytime <laughs> okay <laughs> you know I, it seems to me if you've got a seal um that is that comfortable you know mm-hmm. uh, i that you get a couple of horns and put on a show come on <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know mark you and i both um have to be very careful about getting on facebook marketplace Uh especially when we're doing the show Uh if i go to look something up okay and it happens to be a facebook related thing all right i know that i'm gonna (laughs) end up on marketplace you know yes it's just yeah and Uh i say this because why did you mention now? That? Because now I'm over there. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. But what got me there was I, you can find things, you know, back in the day at a yard sale or at one of those, um, you know, the, the storage things that people quit paying rent on after a while, yes, you know, yes. and you, you can find some really cool things. But, you know, Facebook Marketplace allows you to kind of do an organized um, 
yard sale. You know, mm. people that are selling their own stuff. Yeah. And you go on there and you can see some people actually, you know, do a good job at presenting their items and wares and others don't. And yet there's still something about it that because it is online and it's on marketplace, it's a little more organized than a, an actual yard sale, you right. know? Yeah. Because yeah. if you actually go to like a yard sale or an estate sale where they've just got everything laying out there, you know, to pick through, you can find some pretty amazing things, mm. you know? Yeah. You can get picked, you know, picture, uh, uh, things you hang on the wall, pictures, you know, yeah. the mm-hmm. art paintings. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Art. And, uh, you know, art's friend, Fred, you know, you can get them and hang them on the wall, you know, but you can find some really cool things like that. And oftentimes at an estate sale or a multifamily yard sale, things that you don't normally find because they don't know what they have really, you know, mm. it's just something that's been with the family forever. Right. And that's how something like this can actually happen. Yeah. A, a main man made the estate sale discovery of a lifetime. When he paid 75 bucks for a framed page of Latin script and music notations that turned out to be a 13th century manuscript, which could be worth up to $10,000. Wow. Yep. Will Sideri said he was at the estate sale in Waterville when he spotted the framed page, and it reminded him of something he'd seen during a course he took on medieval manuscripts at Colby College. Sideri, who bought the page for $75, showed it to his former professor, Megan Cook. Cook sent photos to a friend and fellow academic, Lisa Fagan Davis, and they both agreed it appeared to be a piece of the Beauvais Beauvais Missile. Hello. Not not something you'd launch on a foreign country. M-I-S-S-A-L. Missile. Like, never mind. A manuscript (laughs) written in Beauvais, France in the late 13th century. The Beauvais Missile, part of a prayer book used by a priest, uh, for a liturgy had all of its 309 pages intact when it was sold by newspaper publisher william randolph hearst in 1942 Ah. but in the ensuing years the pages were separated and sold individually davis said she has located 114 of the original pages including one in colby college's collection cook tweeted a photo comparing colby's page to the one found in by sideri which is better condition Davis said Sideri's page could be worth up to $10,000, but Sideri said, hey, he doesn't plan to sell it. Wow. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, but I was wondering why, you know, somebody at an estate sale would pay $75 for, you know, something like this. Right. And when you look at it, you're going, okay, it's, this is right in this guy's wheelhouse, mm, you is, know? Yeah. He kind of so, knew what it could be. Yeah. Right. And so that would be like if I went to an estate sale and they had some, you know, really cool baseball cards, you know, right, and there yeah. were different, you know, it, you, you find it and it's, you kind of know what you're dealing with. So that's, yeah, yeah. that makes a lot more sense than you and me going to the thrift store and you and Mike Eccles, you know, grabbing a <laughs> coffee pot and saying, Hey, what's that other thing over there? It's ceramic. I don't know. Let's get it. It's a dollar. Uh-huh. And we take it home and find out it's from the Ming dynasty, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and look we were a few minutes ago talking about a, a guy going to an estate sale and finding something that's worth a lot of money he paid 75 bucks for something that could be worth ten thousand dollars yeah um but mark and our buddy mike eccles you hear us talk about mike all the time mm. um they have you guys have like a routine that you follow Pretty much every Saturday morning. Yeah, pretty you guys much. Yeah, we're for, both in town. You know, yeah. the old Romeos, the really old men eating out, okay? <laughs> they get together on Saturday morning, eat some breakfast, and then they're in line waiting for the best deal at 801, you know, at the thrift <laughs> store nearest you. And uh, yeah, uh, you guys, but the reason I say all this is that you bought a Bose Wave radio. I know I, you bought a couple of Bose things. I've got a couple of different and Bose things, yeah. What I was going to ask you is I remember the advertisements, you know, for the Bose mm-hmm. Wave radio. Mm-hmm. And most of us know that Bose makes really good audio stuff. Yeah. Um, is the, do you think, is the Wave radio really that special? I mean, is there really a big difference between that and everything else? The Wave radio, um, it, it's, it's a surprising thing. It, it's the amount of sound that comes out of this little thing. Okay. It, it, it really? Just, yeah. It's, it's just so... There, there's so much, 
Oh, that little, I'm sorry, that little ding was Jane telling me Jax yeah. is now, the Jax is now open. They've been working on for so long. Thanks for sharing, honey. Oh, um, yeah. But, uh, but this little I guess thing, we know where Jane is right yeah, now. Yeah, she's on her, way to, she's on her way to work, yeah. on her way to work, passing by Jax. But uh, uh, this little thing, I right. you could put it in the corner of a room at a get-together in a big room and crank it up and fill the whole room up with, uh, with sound. Yeah. I mean, not okay. loud, loud, but it would be it's a good background music machine it's it's very impressive right. it puts out some serious okay. low end and the the one i have uh in the living room hooked up to the you know in the <laughs> entertainment center yeah. um right that's a bose uh, cinemate which i don't think they make anymore but yeah. it's just it's two little little bitty speakers and a subwoofer mm-hmm. that you stick in the corner and a little controller right. box that hooks it all together and i i i found that that's 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 about two fifty three hundred bucks usually. Yeah, I found it for fifty, and oh, right. the the wave radio I got for like fifteen dollars, which is wow. just dirt cheap. But the, yeah. the the Cinemate I found it for fifty bucks, brought it home, and I'm thinking, well, how do I hook all this stuff up? It's got weird connectors on it, so I'm I'm trying to figure out how to make it all work, and I can't make it work. And then I look online and do some research, and I realize it's missing a part. And that part, that part's 50 bucks on eBay. So now I've got a hundred bucks in this thing, but still okay. I'm seeing them for sale on eBay. The whole units I'm seeing right. them for sale on eBay for two fifty three hundred dollars So right. I'm a hundred dollars okay. into something that would have cost a lot yeah. more. And right. it's, it's amazing. It's, it, it's amazing. It's not like the, it really is good, right? I mean, really, it's different. It really yeah. is good. I was very surprised. Remember- yeah. When um, we had an uh, engineer, it was at Crawford, and um, we were da- it was back uh, in 2003, 4, 5 era, and yeah. they were dealing with the um, um, HD radio, which is right. just a made-up term because, you know, high-definition television makes sense, but HD radio does not. But they called it that because it was another, you know, digital opportunity to expand mm-hmm. the sound. And right. I remember saying, you know, we're used to hearing CD and FM radio, and how much better can it actually really sound? I mean, they're making a big deal out of it, but come on. Yeah. Um, and I remember, you know, um, I remember uh, take them taking me into the engineering closet, you know, right. And having the FM radio playing and then, and, and then playing a CD and you're going, okay, you can tell the difference. You know, yeah, there's a big yeah, difference between yeah. FM radio and CD. Yeah. And then hooking up the new digital stuff, right? The HD radio. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. How is this even possible? Yeah. It sounded so much better. It was really noticeable yeah. when you compared it. Now, I think if you were just listening on its own without any comparison, you're like, well, that sounds like everything else. You know, it sounds good. Mm. But when you actually compare it and you go FM, CD, HD, yeah. it is just remarkable. Yeah. I, really I was is. blown away by that. It really is. Still I'm, am. I'm very surprised that at this date, all radios in all cars yeah. are not digital. I mean, it, yep. just, it blows oh, me yeah. away. They, and, all, yeah. and, and you can get them. Now you, you shop for a car and it'll say, oh yeah, HD radio equipped or something like that. And so you do have, and all, even the talk radio stations are in HD yeah. now. They have their own digital right. channels. And right. I'm surprised they're still analog. I guess that's the way to put it. I'm surprised that analog yeah. radio is still a thing because. Right. Well, you know yeah. what, Mark? I will tell you that I remember, and and this is something I still think could happen. But AM stereo, mm-hmm. it's just as good as FM stereo. And you, you <laughs> right, yeah. The thing about AM radio is that is that uh, uh, it, it travels a lot farther than FM. It ha- it has some yeah. advantages, but it also has some serious signal uh, audio quality disadvantages. And uh, I mean. I am, you know what? I, I'm not kidding. I actually had a young person one time said, what is AM, you know, on the radio <laughs> thing? And right. I said, well, that's, I said, those are the settings you use. And in the morning time, mm. you have AM <laughs> and PM. That's. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And a beautiful day in the neighborhood it really is as oh. long as you're not hanging out with skunks yeah because even if you have a beautiful day like we have today if you throw a skunk into the mix it's oh. gonna be bad yeah a british columbia couple enlisted the help of a wildlife rescuer to help a skunk they spotted wandering near their home it had a plastic ice cream lid stuck around its neck 
Brian and Mira O'Connor said they and their neighbors in North Vancouver made multiple attempts to capture the skunk after it was caught on camera wandering through the neighborhood with the plastic dome lid around its neck. (laughs) (laughs) Brian Brian O'Connor told CTV News, it was so thin and moving so much slower than the other skunks I've seen in the neighborhood, and I was really concerned. The couple said they tried setting a live trap for the skunk, but succeeded only in catching a large raccoon. Oh, that'll tell you they're smart um mira o'connor says the whole big raccoon family around uh was very upset they were waiting for him to come out of course we released him right away at that point we realized we really needed some help the couple enlisted the help of kathy kenning a volunteer with the critter care wildlife society kenning was able to trap the skunk in a net and uh, without anyone being sprayed she found the skunk's front leg also was caught in the lid Kenning cut through the lid and took the skunk to Critter Care's facility for rehab. Uh, The the rescue group said the skunk, now called Cupcake, will be returned to the wild in a few weeks. (laughs) Come on, man. I think I would have named it Rocky Road, you know, but it's me. liferadio.fm it is the mark and mac show and we have survived two for a day man <laughs> that's what you know have those dreams where you you know you're dreaming and you don't know the difference between dream and awake and you know it it kind of all blurs together i had one of those the other day and uh-huh. when i woke up and was going through the day it was like okay did i actually really do that or was it in a dream you know okay and it's like i yeah so like i'm okay mark just so you know yesterday i kept thinking that i had said something or done something that annoyed somebody named mark congleton <laughs> and i kept waiting for the other shoe to fall oh no and it turned out no it was in a dream i dreamed it <laughs> that you were mad at me about something and i kept waiting yesterday i'm like he's gonna drop this at some point you know and i'm like but i i don't know what i've done and that was the whole thing i didn't want to bring it up and ask you because i thought well maybe he's forgotten about it and he ain't mad anymore uh-huh. but that was what i was going through all day yesterday during the show that's and weird. i kept thinking yeah and huh. you know but that happens sometimes and you mm-hmm. just have that really weird feeling like what but there was it finally it was about lunchtime yesterday i went Oh, yeah, that was a dream because I know that we did not have, you know, and we didn't have a, a, a Southern Gospel Quartet right, in the yeah. studio with yeah, us, you know? That's right, yeah. That whole thing. Well, I, I'm accustomed to having the the woman in my life be angry with yeah. me about, you know, something Not she Dave, dreamed. by the way. You know, uh, I, I mean, that's, that's something you kind of, as a guy, if you've been married for a long yeah. time, you sort of expect... Why? What's the matter with you? Oh, you did something in my dream last night. I'm still mad about it. I, yep. you know, they, oh, yeah. they, they, yep. you know, I, that's something, but guys generally are like, God, crazy dream. You know, that's, that's us. We're mm-hmm. just like, we shake it off. Yeah. And, Where's the coffee? And that's right. That's pretty much it with us. So no. Yeah. But, but I kept waiting. Cause I just could not <laughs> identify it. That was the whole thing. And then when I finally did, it was like, Oh, okay, good. You know, but <laughs> well, good, but it, yeah, it kind of wore out half the day though. And it's mm. like, so I kept thinking, this morning when I got up, I'm like, okay, which is like, what was real? Which is Memorex, you know? It's, holy moly. I think it's, I don't know if it's a sign of age or crazy or whatever it is, but I'm there, man. I think I it's, am the, there. it's the combo platter. Yeah. <laughs> Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings. Only on liferadio.fm.